Welcome to Well, This Isn't Normal with me, Sarah Benincasa. Oh, wow. We've been doing this show since March 16th. It is, oh, God, April 10th, I think. Oh, what a day. Appropriately, today's guest is the host of a show, co-host, co-host, co-host with Gideon Resnick of the show, what a day on Crooked Media. Her name is Akila Hughes. She's a comedian. She's an actress. She is an author. She is a writer of things that are not books. She is very just rad. She's just a cool person. I adored her instantly on these interwebs and we became actual friends, which is exciting. So you're about to just really hear Two friends catching up over Zoom while sounding fairly wild at moment moments. Just like laughing and being ridiculous. Uh, this podcast is about stress relief, and I think we both relieved some stress during this conversation. And it's very silly and uh, the horniest, the horniest of the podcasts, of, of not of the podcasts out there, but certainly the horniest of this podcast in terms of episodes where we talk about doing it and other stuff. So please enjoy this very earthy, um, I'm not going to say it's sexy because it's not like, hey, this is your erotic ASMR with Akila and Sarah. It's just, uh, you know, little raunchy moments. I want to take the opportunity to um, apologize to maybe all of Akila's coworkers for some statements that I make. Woo! I mean, they're all complimentary statements, but um, we were very tired when we recorded this. <laughs> oh, man. This was a fun one. We recorded it, I guess, like 10 days ago. Anyway, 12 days ago. Who knows? What is time? Have fun. Well, this isn't normal audience. I'm here with my friend, Akila Hughes. Yo. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm okay because my period's over. Yeah. So that's good. You I mean, kicked it's it good to me. Also, <laughs> yeah. And I just like threw it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to catch it, but I got it. <laughs> you got it. Womanhood. Mm -hmm. um, Akila is a comedian. She is an author. She's at Akila, obviously, on Twitter. She is the host of Crooked Media's uh, What a Day, which I just love. <laughs> Truly, when I was thinking about naming this podcast, because you are my daily news source, except yeah. when I get too stressed and then I can't listen to it. Yeah, that's fair. Because I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, 
even though it's like, uh, but okay, wait. So I'm obviously very professional. Um, so what I wanted to say was that I was thinking when I was thinking about doing a daily podcast and I knew that I'd be working with Spoke Media on it, I was like, what do I want to call this? And I, what a day is so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> and so tonally, I was like, it has to feel like that. It yeah. has to be something where, because you can say, what a day. Yeah. Like, this is great. <laughs> exactly. Right. I can what be like, a what day. a day. <laughs> Which is how it has been for like four months. Or I mean, you know, broader, maybe the whole presidency. But yeah, sometimes good things used to happen <laughs> in the old world. I've, well, your life is so interesting for a variety of reasons. But specifically, I want to highlight that you moved to L.A. from your beloved New York City. Yes. <laughs> you started doing a daily news podcast uh, during the Trump administration. Yeah. And a pandemic. Just... I mean, what was I thinking? <laughs> you also had a, a very popular book come out. So you were like doing a book tour. I just feel like has the last year been a lot of highs and lows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say the last year was so just mountaintops in the bottom of the ocean that like I I think I just didn't like I don't feel anything about it like when I look back I'm like oh yeah everything was just in flux and the good stuff was happening like at the same time as the bad stuff and I was like okay well who's to say who knows um maybe luckily I like kept a journal so maybe one day when we're far from this moment I'll look back and be like 2019 was all right 2020 was hell (laughs) That was, that'll be book two. Yeah. Or book, th- or book three, maybe. Oh, um, man, you, I love that you have that faith in me because I I don't see me even getting out of bed <laughs> in the foreseeable oh, future. 100%. I don't fuck with people I don't have faith in. I oh, used to. Yeah. Because I used to have that mentality of, um, perhaps this will sound familiar, I don't know. I used to have that mentality of, oh, but I can this person is a project to be helped and saved. Yeah, that is like totally my vibe. <laughs> I have that too. And it's like, what's the on point? The one, yeah. What's the point? Cause on the one hand it's low key, a little bit condescending. I finally admitted now. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's a little bit condescending. But then the other thing is also in my case, not necessarily nurse in my case, I realized a lot of times I was using other people as a quote-unquote project that they never submitted an application for, <laughs> by the way. And it was so that I didn't have to look at my shit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that that's been, like, something that I have been trying to unlearn. There's also a part of it for me that I think is... Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's a little delusional on my part because it's, like, everybody I am friends with who is, like, killing it that doesn't necessarily need me to, like help them figure it out, uh, have been the people who, like, needed the support. <laughs> and then I ignore yeah. them because I'm like, well, but my friend who, like, has a bunch of great ideas but has never, ever done anything towards them <laughs> and actually gets angry if you bring it up. <laughs> like, well, mm-hmm. now that we have all this time, why don't you do this? Like, that's the person I'm throwing the energy behind? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? If they're not interested in the... I yeah. tried recently to... um like in in a not forceful way, not not the because I tried really to do it in like a yeah. I'm reading this book emotional sobriety, yeah. which is very helpful. Um, so I try to do it in an emotionally sober way, which is you offer your assistance if you see an opportunity without without being like you're fucking up blah blah because that's not what I saw. Right. I just saw an opportunity yeah, where potential. they could use some assistance mm-hmm. exactly, and I was like, hey, if you want, I have the skill set that I could help you out with. Um, 
and it might help right now. It's a tough time economically. People are short for time. I can do this. It's, it'll take me literally five minutes a day, mm-hmm. and it's free, and I can just offer you this. And they rejected it outright and were like, I can't handle thinking about that right now. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm here. Now, what I would have used to do would be like, no, no, let me put together a PowerPoint right. and do research that's hyperlinked within a document <laughs> to show you how my skill set could assist you. Yeah. But it's like, no, that'll stress them out more. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I think especially right now, we all have enough going on in our lives. Like you said, I mean, we're both working 100,000 jobs. But even outside of that, there's so much happening that I'm like, this has been maybe the one gift of (laughs) being socially isolated. I'm like, you know what? I actually am going to work on myself. Like, I got a new therapist that we, like, telecommute. I know, and she's amazing. And I've been cooking and, like, trying to set boundaries for myself online because I'm like, I... I tend to get into shit with people who, like, just don't care as much (laughs) as I do about anything. And I'm like, you know what? I should just do my work and care about my work and then, like, actually rest. Because that's what I've been complaining about forever is that I never get a break. And I'm like, isn't this kind of, like, a little bit of the break I wanted? Like, I don't have to be doing all this other shit after work. I can just turn off and play, like, Animal Crossing and, like, read a book. (laughs) Do you get, um... From typing and stuff, do you get, like, uh, wrist pain or any of that stuff, any stiffness? You know what's wild? I don't. I feel really lucky because I we are online all day, and it's just, like, it is exhausting. Um, but I, I haven't had any, like, physical effects like that. I will say that, like, trying to set up a home studio like this, uh, there's just, like, this chair is not low enough for the microphone. And so I could maybe go find three more books to lift the microphone, but I'm, like, I'm <laughs> hunching pretty hard. <laughs> When I started doing this podcast, it was in the closet, um, in in my literal closet, not a metaphorical uh, closet of hiding my queerness. That's out there. But um, it was in in my very pro bisexuality closet, and I was just like, "This this feels like a right idea." And then I was like, "Wait a sec." Yeah. Listen, listen to it. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to, thanks to the Patreon supporters, thank you very much, patreon.com slash Sarah Benincasa, uh, I'm going to purchase, like, a real deal mic that sounds better than me just talking into my iPhone. Yeah. But, um, but uh, so I can match some of my uh, interviewees who almost across the board <laughs> are people with, like, sick setups or just <laughs> decent setups yeah. that were not expensive. I mean, you know? yeah, I got to tell you, the one perk of all of this has been that, like, Crooked Media was like, okay, very early, we're like, well, you all are definitely going to be recording from home. So, like, here's a microphone. We'll teach you how to use the little recorder. But what's also funny is, like, for the first few days of this crap, it was, like, still voice auditions and things. And I'm like, <laughs> I sound so crispy. (laughs) Usually I'd be like, God, I have to find someone to help me with this. And I'm like, today I'm going to do it myself. I really picture, this is how I picture in my head, and feel free to puncture this dream, but I suggest not. This is my dream of what, of how your home office got installed. That like, like John Favreau and John Lovett came over in face masks and full hazmat gear and like, built you an elaborate <laughs> home studio and then rappelled out and like for some reason a helicopter brought them wow. kind of like the end of a movie with a zombie invasion but like 
Slightly less high stakes. Oh, man. I That's, like, so much more beautiful. I don't think they were involved at all. <laughs> Literally, our showrunner, Katie, was like, here's some boxes of shit. And, like, here's, a, a like, a bag. Like, a tote bag you can take it home in. And that day, I, like, took a bunch of extra snacks from the snack closet. <laughs> and oh, yeah. the first five episodes from home, they're like, okay, let's try a different setup. Because this time, it was too echoey. And, like, even now, there's, like, you know, sometimes the pillow is too close to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be some rubbins. We don't know for sure. Also, my house is just one floor. So, like, if they're rappelling out, <laughs> they're really just, like, lifting their leg out the window. <laughs> <laughs> There's just everyone's like, John and John, this is really over Yeah, this is super extra. You could have just walked in the door. <laughs> it's all the same level here. I was uh, interviewing uh, Roxanne Gay yesterday and recording the interview, and... Um, my neighbor's dogs, who I love, mm-hmm. um, were, like, barking, which is totally fine. I didn't even notice it because I actually have some decent headphones, so mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it. And then I was listening to the playback, and I was like, oh. And then I was like, I could always blame it on Roxanne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never do. But it's like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. nobody cares. That's what's great about it is that people – I mean, honestly, I think for you guys, there's a higher standard of excellence, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, if we – like, literally tonight we're recording the 100th episode. And so, <gasps> yeah, oh which is wild to think about. I don't think I've ever done 100 of anything. I guess YouTube Jesus. videos. <laughs> A hundred's a lot. And uh, had we not been doing it from the studio for, you know, 90 of those or something, perhaps we could get away with it. But even you'd be amazed how many people still complain when there are like mess ups. And I'm like, you do understand that like our editor had to take everything off the computer, put it on our home computer. The way we edit is totally different now because we're sending independent files. Like mm-hmm. it's all longer and more difficult. It's just like it's a service, you know, like we're trying to. <laughs> Keep people informed and not overwhelm them. And people, you'd be amazed at how much they're like, I want it to be as good as it's always been. I always laugh because Jesus and Mero talk about this a lot, about how they were like, yeah, when we're off for um, the Rona, like, (laughs) if we miss a step, people, even if it's coronavirus, they didn't say it exactly like this, but they basically were like, even though we have this illness that's decimating our city, we know that some people are going to be like, where the fuck's the show? Yeah. Where's the podcast? Like, if we're late, if, like, Bodega Boys podcast is late yeah. for one second, people are going to freak out. And that's something I was just talking to. I did um, Allison Stewart's uh, show, which is also a podcast, WNYC, mm-hmm. um, all of it. And I was just saying earlier today, like, because she asked, why Why did you, um, or what was it that made you want to go back to podcasting? And I was like, well, uh, it's selfish because it keeps <laughs> me sane and sober and it makes my friends talk to me. Oh. But uh, I was like, I was like, but also... Um, it's very intimate and you know that too, like, right. It's so, it's so intimate because people can take you with them. They can be taking a shit. They can be taking a bath. (laughs) They They can can be falling asleep. asleep. Exactly. You could, you and and Gideon's voices. P.S. I've never met a Gideon who wasn't hot. I just want to say that. I'm throwing that out there. I'm not making you say it because I don't want to cause an HR problem. I assume John Lovett is the head of HR. But like, I've never seen or heard from a Gideon who's not hot. I've I love that you believe that. I love that you like. I will say he is to me like 
my little brother. Like, truly, I'm like, let me help is this 27 year old. He's like 27. How? And I'm oh, like, oh, that's gross. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> but he's I feel real gross about that. But now. he's also, no, he is a grown ass man. But he's no, been, but that's gross. He's been with like the same girl since college. He's like very like sweet and earnest. And I'm like, I am a mean, large bitch. <laughs> and I'm just not. like, not at all. <laughs> like, like, I can't even see him as anything like that. I'm like, oh, look at the sweet That's baby. We don't, have to, we don't have to call uh, a, a, an HR episode of Love It or Leave It, which is <laughs> They're like, Akila, you called him a dumb baby? <laughs> and I'm like, I did say those words. But in my defense, I also didn't say he was hot. Yeah, your friend called him a hot baby. That's weird. You know, how how many times have women in broadcasting dealt with this situation over the years where, right. where somebody else is like, she's hot? Yeah. I mean, wow. Gideon, thanks for taking this one for the team. Yeah, I also, uh, also I, I'm sure all of his friends think I'm a total babe. So, like, whatever. <laughs> he's, like, wicked hot. And also, I really respect his relationship and just boundaries. So I just want to say that. Did not know he was 27 feel very strange about it now. Uh, and I'm understanding that and I'm processing it and I feel better. Yeah, you know, same. let me tell you something. On Raya, speaking of important news. Oh, yeah. So my, I'm set for men and women, even though like gender is a construct, blah, blah, blah. But they like, I think they only let you. Yeah, you have to make choice, right? Yeah. You have to like adhere to the binary of <laughs> even though you're Tinder. even though you're paying ten dollars a month for this service. You really are. I'm like, like I, if I want to put whatever the fuck I want to put, let me put that. I'm I'm keeping you guys open. It's not like <laughs> but, people are dating right now. <laughs> like, my latest Raya experiences have been as follows. Which, by the way, dating in the time of quarantine is not something that we I've discussed on this podcast yet, mm. which is very exciting. Oh, so, I mean, let's get into um, it. Let's get into it. So. So I'm set for men and women, I think, I must have set it for like, when I first set it, it must have been like 25 to 55 or something. I think I just was like, fuck it. Yeah, whoever's here. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and um, so usually I don't get, it. nobody talks to me. Sometimes I match with people, but. Yeah, no one talks to me. <laughs> I can't talk to them first. Yeah, because I, I used to think you could, but you can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So most recently, my conversations have been with a beautiful young lady who's a documentarian, and we did not connect in any, like, sexy way. But I was like, yo, let me shout out your um, your uh, documentary, which I have to do, on online. Um, one was a musician in a band that I've really loved for years. We talked a lot for, like, four days, and then he disappeared. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. God, but, like, where are you even going in the time of Rona? Like, yeah, we're not going <laughs> You can't ghost me. You are sitting where you were sitting the last time we spoke. It's like you just, you didn't even ghost. You just, like, ethered. Like, yeah. you just disappeared. <laughs> and I mean, another, you know, actually, some things could have happened. We are in the yeah, time of Rona. that's true. We, we are know. in the time of Rona, and I can just be like, I don't know, that Rona should have gone sideways. He had, he had to peace out. I mean, I have... I, this is another story, but I know four people who have had it, and they're all surviving, and some are starting to thrive again. But uh, they're all um, between the ages of 28 and 45. Yeah. My cousin, who's 35, had it. Last week, she was in the hospital, like, on the, like, ventilator in Cincinnati, Ohio. Jesus. And, like, it's wild. I think that, like— I don't know. We get, here comes like my immediate like traumatic response from having to 
cover it on my podcast every damn day. But I'm like, people just aren't taking it seriously enough. And it is, and they're like, it's not going to happen to me. And I'm like, I believe at 30 years old with like a history of asthma and like crappy lungs that if I get it, I will die. <laughs> like, I believe that. So I'm not even risking it. Like, why risk it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't have asthma, but I thought about it after, you know, finally after four different people mm -hmm. uh, told me they had it, um, two of whom I had seen during probably, I mean, they were early infections, so they weren't diagnosed with it. Right. They've realized with their doctors yeah. many weeks later. Yeah, like, um, oh. In one case, about a month later, Jesus. realized with her doctor, like, they both were like, hey, was that what that was? And spoke to their doctors, and their doctors were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because like the doctors have been so busy, they're not necessarily remembering right. somebody who showed up with a weird thing. They didn't, none of these people required hospitalization. Yeah. So, um, thank God. But, uh, I forget where I was going with this. Because uh, I'm so, so excited to talk to you. That's great. You. I it's mean, like, um, well, we're talking about just young people who get it dating. and dating. And your, your yes. guy who potentially has been yeah. ruined. <laughs> I mean, I think he more just like probably got a boner for somebody else, but that's fine. And <laughs> Another person he can't see. <laughs> yeah. He's cute. And he's got, you know, he's got shit going on. He's got kids, you know, musicians. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was also a musician who I realized I was already following on these Instagrams. I must have thought he was cute or something. And we had some really nice chats. And then he disappeared um, for like two days, which is fine. Yeah. That's no thing. Like, And then he was so sweet. Mm -hmm. He texted me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, my ex-girlfriend reached out to me. Of course. And <laughs> I, I still like really like her and love her. And I don't think I should be trying to date anybody else. And I feel like a jerk. And I was like, dude, you don't have to feel like a jerk. You're being honest. Yeah. I really admire you. Yeah. I was like, you are so grown up. That is fucking rad. Mm. I like to think I would have done the same thing yeah. in your situation, but honestly, I might have just disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, we can just be friends if you want to. If you don't want to be friends, that's okay, too. Like, we yeah. just had some nice talks. Oh. Nobody showed anybody a genital or six. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if I show you all six of my genitals, then you, <laughs> then you have... You have to stick around for a month, okay? <laughs> I like to think of, well, this isn't normal as uh, what a day after dark. It is. It is. What a night. <laughs> it's what a night where we talk like we're wasted, but we're totally sober. That's we're just exactly stressed. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Like, this is just what's coming out. You know, this is, I do have like a, a world hangover <laughs> every day. Have you been, I, you don't have to obviously talk about this, but like, how, if you feel like it, right. have you been chatting with like humans on on Raya at all, or like okay. chatting with anybody? So I have to I have to confess. So like three ish weeks ago, I think I've been off like out of the office for three ish weeks. Uh, this guy who had hit me up on Hinge months and months ago Ooh. popped back up, and he's like, "Honestly, Ooh. we're running out of time to go on a date." <laughs> so like. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to Whole Foods to, like, get some food. Like, I don't really feel comfortable going to a restaurant because, like, he had been off work. He, like, works in TV, I guess. So they're like, let's just all go home early as well. And so he was like, do you want to like, come over and have, like, food? And I'm like, you know what? Fine. But it's going to have to be, like, breakfast because I'm not meeting you at your house in the dark. <laughs> and we find out Correct. we live literally two blocks away from each other. <laughs> Ooh. And so we've been, like, hanging out. But, like, I what's crazy is, like, I still... 
you know, like I'm super cautious outside. I'm terrified outside. So like I show up and I'm like frazzled and kind of mean because I'm like, oh, the two blocks. Someone was walking the dog and they got kind of close. Guys love that. They like when you're mean. I've learned that over time. They really do. They're like into it. Like you can't not abusive unless because if you're abusive, which you would not be and they're into that, then that's a really damaged dynamic. But if you're just kind of mean, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like he's older than me and he's like he's clearly just like comfortable in his house and whatever else it's like he just kind of like calms it down he's like well you're here now like here let's wash our hands together here i made I you a little like accommodating hand washing man <laughs> he's like i have all these different flavors of seltzer what do you want to watch on tv and i'm like oh okay i can relax again hi how are you <laughs> and so oh my god he, he's one of, of like the three people you're allowed to hang out with this is great yeah it's honestly been a perfect scenario. And, like, neither of us are going anywhere. Like, he he gave me Lysol wipes. Like, he ordered all this stuff in bulk. Uh, like, he bought me a mask the other day when they decided we all need masks again. And I'm like, this is the loveliest situation. And just, like, it feels so safe. And I don't know. So I, I feel like like somehow I unlocked some cheat code for the quarantine because I'm like, I got two bases and I'm not going far. And like, even if they shut it all down, I'll be like, I'm going down the street. <laughs> I live in so both great. places. Yeah. Like, I love this. I love that I didn't know this and I love that I'm finding it out on my podcast. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate it, that. Isn't it funny that I'm like more comfortable telling it all, to you on a podcast because we're friends versus like... No, I'm, but I get it. I'm never going to say this on Twitter. People are going to be like, you're breaking quarantine. And I'm like, you have a dog no. and you walk into the park. I'm just walking down <laughs> the street to get laid sometimes. We are not the same. <laughs> we're not the same. Yeah. And it's totally okay because this is like, you know, I there's nobody that I can... Well, that's not true. I, I'm now, I could, if somebody else has done the same, you know, quarantining thing, I could kick it with somebody. But at this point, who do I know well enough to do that with? Like my neighbors and I are very cool, but we leave each other presents and surprises outside each other's door. Mm -hmm. And also my neighbor, um, Amy Spaulding, she is a young adult uh, novelist. She's really cool. She's cool. And um, she's like cool as shit. And she's at, uh, I think she's at the Ames on Twitter. And she is uh, a Midwestern girl. Yeah. And I know that you're from Kentucky, not quite the Middle West. Yeah, it touches uh, the, the Midwest. It touches it. Right. Ohio's so right she, there. <laughs> and she's from Missouri, which is like Midwest, but also it has some like definite Southern aspects. Yeah. So she and her mom, well, she made, her mom peeled the potatoes and she made it this like big ass um, potato dish. Yeah. And they hooked me up with some of it. And I like opened my door to get a package and saw the Tupperware thing. And I was just like, oh, Midwestern Jesus has smiled on me. There's going to be potatoes in this and maybe cheese. It's so good. Yes. Honestly, I, so um, I'm doing this project with Milana Weintrub. And so, yes, yes, and, yes. She's great. Yeah. And she's old buddy. And uh, she is like running low on cheese. And I'm like, I, I did the opposite. Like she got the produce. I got all this cheese. But She's been sending me, like, recipes, like, for, like, potato, like, twice-baked potatoes with broccoli and cheese. I'm like, yo, you know I'm making this. Like, I have two (laughs) potatoes left in all of the cheese in America. I also feel like being a young lady from the former Soviet Union who, like, came here as a refugee on, after her mom, like, took her on her hip when she was two. Her mom was 19. I think Milana was two. Maybe her mom was, like, 20. Yeah, she's a little baby. Yeah, so Milana's hot mom was super young and also still hot. Yeah. Like, she was, like, started out hot and kept being hot. And Milana was, like, a hot baby. Yeah. After dark, not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and 
But I just want to say, I feel like in the former Soviet, everybody I know from the former Soviet Union um, understands the power of the potato. It's very close to um, my Irish family's heart. And you just sort of hang on to potato. (laughs) And I'm very excited to know that you guys are sharing potato fellowship. Yeah, like it's really where we like collide. And (laughs) I think it's also funny because she is one of the friends who like, you know, I've been ringing the bell about this coronavirus shit for months. And I, like, what's funny, I don't think I texted this to you, but I had that party at the end of February in the running oh, joke yes. all night. I was like, this is the last party before we never see each other again. And everybody's like, ha ha. I'm like, I'm not joking. <laughs> like, this shit's well, about she, to happen. <laughs> and she was, she was in upstate, Milano was upstate, right? Yeah, in New York. She, she was, was in New shooting York. that movie, the Werewolves movie. That's right. Werewolves Within or something like that. And, um, but she With was, handsome Sam Richardson and handsome Cheyenne Jackson yeah. and, like, Ugh. handsome Josh Rubin. It was just, like, handsometown.com. Yeah, right? I'm like, gosh, uh, could, if I could be so lucky. <laughs> and <laughs> she uh, she just, like, really took it seriously from Jump. Like, the moment she was back, she's like, we are stocking stuff up. Like, we're getting ready. Like, she, like, her housemate was staying there from, like, I guess her husband lives in London or something. So, like, she was deciding she's going to go back. And Milana's like, look, you got to make a choice. And I'm like... Good on you. Like, we all got to protect. And then we have, like, some mutual friends who are like, this isn't real. And now they're like, what's happening? (laughs) I've been in my house for two minutes, and I don't understand. I'm like, we'll give it three weeks, okay? (laughs) One thing I love about Milana, there are many things to love, um, is that she looks like a a precious baby angel, but she's a fucking hardcore, like— grown-ass refugee immigrant work ethic, uh, like, ball buster. Yes. And, like, I remember one time I was at a—maybe it was the first time I met her in person, I don't remember, but we were at some party, and some dude who I later found out got fired for uh, being sexually harassing and being inappropriate with an underling from his job, like, got fired. So this is wild. Yeah. I don't know if she knew him from anybody. I didn't know him from anybody, but I was in a group at a party talking, and this dude um, was talking to me, and uh, there was a little group of us, and um, I started to say something, and he cut me off and started giving his opinion about whatever. Of course. (laughs) And Milana... I was, this one I knew, I knew, always knew she was the real deal, but I knew this was a fucking real one. This like little person, this little sprite, basically almost boxed this dude out. <laughs> she physically turned her frame away from him with her shoulders square to me and said, Sarah, you were saying, and then repeated what I had said. Uh, and I don't even know if she <laughs> would remember that. I don't think I've brought it up to her since, but it was so significant to me because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that for some lady one day or some person yeah. when somebody starts talking over them. because and, and I don't even think I've told her, I'm going to tell her this, that I found out later that that dude was like a sexual harasser creepo because I heard later from a friend that that he had gotten fired for being a real creep. And I was Jeez. like, damn. Yeah. yeah she's, so she's one of those people that um, you want, like my friends, Alicia Hanna and Sebastian Roche, <laughs> who are both also stunning, adorable people, who podcast guests, mm-hmm. um, they're like people who have skills. Yeah. Like they know how to cut things. They can probably <laughs> cut people. They can <laughs> bake things. I also feel like you are one of those people too. Like I would not be, if we got dropped into a city together that we both didn't know, I'd be like, 
We'll figure it out. Oh, one yeah. of us will like get anxious <laughs> and the other one will sort it. And then the other one will take their turn getting anxious and the other one will sort it. Yeah. Like, and everyone smart. will be allowed to cry. It'll be fine. Yes. That's, uh, that's exactly the vibe. Uh, and I think I have like a good, I just have a really good sense of like when shit's dangerous. I forget who I was talking to this about recently, but like, I think that like, oh, I was talking to uh, the guy and we were talking about like human mm-hmm. instinct okay. and yeah. how like, you, you know, crazy stuff will happen and, or like you'll just have a sense like this person probably shouldn't be in the elevator like with this person. I should just take the next one, but you don't. And there's some reason because you want to like not offend them or whatever else. So we just don't follow it. And like, I have just never had that. Like there wasn't something where I was like, not gonna just feel how I feel. And so a quick example, <laughs> me and my friend Lily were writing in this uh, bar or not a bar, like um, a coffee shop in Brooklyn on like a Sunday afternoon. And we were just both like writing on our computers, not even talking. And this guy walks in and he like goes up to the cashier and he says, hi. But he said it, like the tone of his voice was so bizarre that she and I both looked at each other and I was like, let's get our shit and go. Because like, it was like a voice that was like, I'm going to shoot this place up. Like, I swear that's like what we heard. And we both like bolted out and they were like, like no one knew why <laughs> all at once we were leaving. And it was funny. We went to like a bar down the street that had like, fries available. It was like two. I don't know. We were eating fries and just like trying to like emote what had just happened. And I'm like, even if he's just a guy with a weird sounding voice, isn't it better that like we chose not to be there in case he was going to shoot it Totally. It's a fair, because you're, it was, you both had the, a similar reaction. It was a primal response. Mm -hmm. It was the, um, the fight, flight, or freeze response without a panic attack. Right. Because it was probably, Mm -hmm. um, it was probably warranted. Now, it may not have been that that guy was actually going to be violent, but he probably would have interrupted your space and done some fuck shit that would have distracted you. Mm -hmm. So you both, I think when you're also, when you have the experience of dealing with at any point in time in your life, somebody who could go off at any moment, and this is true for those of you who've had a boss who's like this, you really, like, doesn't have to be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a boss, it could be a neighbor. When you get used to being like, oh, it's happening again, it, it trains you in a way that you are either going to, um, you're you're going to be hyper vigilant yeah. sometimes, and sometimes that serves you well. I mean, right now it's weird, right? Oh, like yeah. the, the hyper vigilance is actually helpful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my mom has believed that like this is like I mean she has been sending me documentary like independent documentaries about the coronavirus since like January 5th like she's like it's coming here you always make fun of me for being a prepper well now I have six months of cans and I'm like but do you want (laughs) to eat cans like (laughs) don't you want the fresh food as long as you could get it like so we but like I have at first I was like mom it's six people because like that's what happened when we first started recording it was like six people have died how bad could it be because you've been record reporting on this I want to make sure the audience knows um and probably a lot of them listen to what a day but for those of you who don't you've been reporting on this since I want to say late December or just it was like the like maybe the like within the same week of when you know we came back and we thought we were going to war at the beginning of January so yeah it's a great it's been a great year yeah like you know we started off with a real medium (laughs) note and we have (laughs) been just off key ever since but uh yeah, and so it, what's wild, and, like, before the Daily, which I am happy to say, like, they, they slept on it. We were, like, the day it became news anywhere, we were, like, cool. We need to talk about this, even if it never becomes anything, because, like, it's news. And, um, like, I mean, I think that 
so much of where I, like, my emotions are right now are just, like, having seen this coming to us in slow motion for literally months. <laughs> and just, like, like, Sandra from the Greek myth. Yeah. Warning people and never being believed. And, like, even in, like, so January, I shot this um, the series with Milana that's going to be on Comedy Central's Instas and, like, YouTube and all this stuff next week. Uh, so oh, I'm so excited. I think starting the 10th of April. Um but I took like a week off of the show, and then after we shot it, I went to Orlando for my friend's birthday. He was turning forty. It was we had this like we went to Disney World for like a week, and um, like he's like a smart dude from New York who like listens to the podcast. So he's like, we're washing our hands after every ride. We're like carrying lotion so that our hands don't get cracked. Like we're not wearing face masks yet, but like we were just super vigilant at a point where like other people were like, why are you guys like using so much sanitizer? <laughs> like doing all this stuff, and I'm like, oh god, you don't know. Like you don't know. <laughs> That, that Rona is on its way. Yeah. And also, I, I have to say, Akila, I think that you may be the first person who I heard say coronavirus. Mm. So you, in a way, popped my Rona cherry. <laughs> well, I'm glad I popped your cherry. <laughs> a what a night. What a night. Not on Crooked Media. <laughs> exactly. The opposite what? of Crooked Media, straight media. Well, straight well. <laughs> And well, this isn't normal. Is uh, is is just a, a what a day fan cast. <laughs> well, I love being on it. Jeez, I I mean, happy to talk to you anytime. This is like a, truly a joy. You're like just such a special person, and I think that like you are, you know how like Josh Gondelman makes everyone feel so good. Yeah, you're like that, but you're also like a really cute girl. So it's like I feel like I get a lot out of it. Like. <laughs> Thank you so much. That makes me so happy. Maybe that's why I like to troll Josh sometimes because he's so kind, such a good person, a good friend. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, uh, I I like to just be like, shut up, Josh. (laughs) But like, he's also the, the head writer at, uh, my favorite and only late night show, Jesus and Marrow. So it's really wonderful too because I, he's just says he. We've talked about him personally before. He's just a delightful human yeah. being. And that's a big compliment. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I think you are both just like. If you all didn't exist in this time, it would be like <laughs> just like <laughs> knives in the street. I'd be like, I hate everyone. <laughs> Fewer people would be buying sneakers uh, in the Josh Gondelman world. I will say that. It's true. Um, Oh, very important thing to to te- before before you go. Uh, the guy that I met in in the lift when I took a lift to your leap day party and got lost and flustered and was like, "Where am I going?" And then was like, "I guess I'm just hanging out with this guy who then I then invited to go with me to Cantor's Deli." And he was like, "I'm busy, I can't." And he's from Tunisia and mm-hmm. he's like really cute and he speaks um like four languages mm-hmm. and he's like 31. Um, he and I were like texting every day Mm -hmm. and I just realized in talking to you that I was supposed to set up a time to talk to him on the phone and I didn't. And I need to, I need to text him. We've never hung out. He's so cute. He was like, do you need toilet paper? Like right away. And I was like, "Mm, I'm good. I was like, very like, I got this. Why is this? I was like, whatever. But I also was like being avoidant because I was like, why is this guy being nice to me? He's probably a psycho. Um, and then I was like, oh no, he's just like a really nice, um, immigrant youth who's hot and (laughs) likes to send photos when he's like, the other day he was like, I went on a hike. I know I shouldn't, but I had to, 
they're going to close the the parks. And I was like, no, it's okay. Yeah. You didn't go hiking with anybody. And he was like, no, I went by myself. And I was like, he's single. And yes. he sent me photos from the hike, and it was so cute. And he was like, I think I want to adopt a dog. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, like, oh, why you're, is he you're so, He can't be this good right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, I can't go visit my family. And I'm like, uh, you can come visit this dick. Yes. I don't have a dick. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. he's really cute. Okay, so this has been the horniest episode so far. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What a night. <laughs> really? What a, what a night. Okay, so the takeaways are, Akilah's great. Listen to What a Day Every Day on Crooked Media. Um, Gideon is young. <laughs> Akilah did not call him hot. I called him hot. <laughs> She's been very appropriate. Crooked Media is great. Akilah's great. She's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us more. Where? Tell us more about the things that people should read and listen to and stuff oh, that, that you like. Well, I don't know if people can get books right now, but if you can get books, order it from a local bookstore in your area. I have a book called Obviously Stories from My Timeline. It's the big green book with my big face on it. <laughs> so just, It's also you know. a very good audiobook. Yes, the audiobook is great too. So that's actually a, a better plug. Look at Sarah be a better at my job than me. <laughs> Digital marketing, digital marketing. Yeah. We're on it. Yeah, it's very student. You have a great, as you know, voice for radio. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you're so great on the audiobook. It all makes sense. Remember when you were like, I have a new job, I'm moving to LA, and I fully thought you were gonna be um the, before they added Aida, I thought you're gonna be the new third host. Yes, of keep, of it. keep it. And you were like, no, when I was like, I know it's something with a pod. Yeah, you so I was in the strike zone. Yes, you were absolutely within. Like, I mean, it, it's like if you're doing hot or cold that game, you were like red hot. <laughs> I was red hot. Like I correctly, I because it could have been anything on camera or on air or like whatever and i believe that i'm psychic about jobs yes. for other people <laughs> well what's coming next for me give me more stuff <laughs> um tv Ooh. tv um on cam- more on camera opportunities honestly what's and- the point of being cute like <laughs> wasting my cute years right now <laughs> Yeah, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we look great. Has, do you feel like this has been, how has this time period been for your skin? It's been good for mine. Mine has been a little bizarre. Like, I think the day-to-day has been okay, but, like, the hormonal acne because my period just came has been, like, mm-hmm. the worst it's ever been. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have, like, hyperpigmentation, like, just a beard of it by the time we get out of here. And this is maybe the shallowest phone call I've made since we've been in our houses, but I... Got an email from my dermatologist. It's like, we're still open during the pandemic. And I'm like, great. I would love a laser facial. They're like, we're not doing anything cosmetic until May. And I'm like, great. I have nothing to say to you. (laughs) I'm not coming there. (laughs) Oh, I fully got um, a facial and baby's first peel. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oxygen. I've never had it done before. And it was at my friend Vanessa Manel's um, salon. And it was right before I had a feeling we were going to have to not be around people anymore. <laughs> and I was just like, it is time. Yes. And uh, you know what? It feels fucking good to talk about superficial, silly stuff. It does. Like, w- we need that, too, because if we mire ourselves in the sadness and the worry all the time, yeah. like, that's... And that's especially important for people whose jobs involve working with and around this this issue, whether... Obviously, if you're a frontline worker yeah. in, in healthcare. 
Um, also, if you're a reporter or an educator who's having to talk about this all the time, yeah. like I do think being goofy is especially important. Yeah, I agree. And also, like I made this to-do list that was so long before, like in the day that I had, like every afternoon before we would start recording, I'm like, I have to go to my storage unit and like see what's there. <laughs> and like I had mm-hmm. a list of stuff to get there. I didn't get most of it. So now I have doubles of everything. So like we had to get a crock pot. Like we're making soup. <laughs> um But one of the things on my list that I'm, like, still so mad at myself for not doing, although I'm sure it'd be, like, no point at this point. It's three weeks in. um, But I really wanted to get eyelash extensions because, like, I don't want to be, like, a naked mole rat from Jump. Like, I just want, like, (laughs) two weeks of feeling cute. And then then I can, like, ease into being just, like, but I'm, like, no, we have no eyelashes. We just literally (laughs) look insane. That is so specific. And, like, that it's right down the street. Like, so if I specific. had just, like, an extra two hours, I could have gone over there, <laughs> seen the lady one-on-one, and been, like, just quickly, like, just do it to me. Like, make me cute so that, like, the first selfies could at least be something. <laughs> I had my, I had Vanessa take them off. Mm-hmm. Me, because I, again, I was like, take these off and do the face. And I was like, uh, you know, even in that moment, I was like, man, I am so, what a luxury life. Like, what? We're so lucky to be able to do this shit. But at the same time, um, you are allowed to be superficial and not always say, I'm so lucky I have this. Like, I live in gratitude a lot, but it's also okay to be petty sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to do before the world ends, all right? <laughs> if that means yeah. caring about hair on my face, that's like, what it's, it's about. fine. Like, that's what it's oh, about. Oh, yeah. I definitely have to do some hair removal on the face with, um, I have those little shishito uh, razors. They're very helpful. I got, I ordered like a wax kit online and like, I was like, I'm going to give myself a bikini wax. Oh my God. Bridget Jones did that in her movie, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh my God. She did. I'm just like Bridget. And like, I basically halfway through, it was too painful. And I was like, okay, so this is just, (laughs) now it looks insane. I don't care. So now I'm just like, great. This is, we're all going to come out of this just like, like I'm going to have a weird hedge trim where like half of it is longer. You can see some of the property lines and like not the rest. I have pube dye. I have pube dye at my house because as one, you're a tiny baby, but as one gets older, sometimes, you know, things happen. So I was like, I, and it has not started in earnest for me, but I definitely bought pube dye from Betty Beauty. Shout out to Nancy Jarecki, owner of Betty Beauty. Um, I purchased it Mm -hmm. and I said to myself, one day I might need this. And it's in my underpants drawer um, where my vibrator that I can still use is Mm -hmm. because I left my other vibrator um, I guess under the bed or something, and then adopted a cat and got a horrific surprise. Oh God! Which is that? Yeah, Gosh. she's been like, like uh, not chewing on it. Thank God that would be traumatic for me. Yeah, she's just been like using her claws on oh, it. Oh damn! And and I was like, wow. Yeah, like, like there's a very obvious pussy joke to be made here. Yeah. But it's so hacky, and I really have to do my best work on this podcast, which I think is clear to all (laughs) listeners. It's just nothing but gold. It's a fucking A game every time, so I cannot go there. We can't talk about that. I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, on my list, that was in my, like, storage unit. And I was like, it's just lost for the world. And then, like, a beautiful benefactor on Twitter was like, what's your address? I have something to send you. And I I thought it was going to be, like, a vape pin because it's L.A. (laughs) And it was not a vape pin. It was for sure, like... (laughs) Honestly, pretty close to the model I had. And I was like, yes, you're a real one. 
This is really when people are stepping up for each other. Yeah, this and it's is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I wonder if this happened after like 9-11. You know, like where people like I think it did where straight is up your in vibrator? New York. Like, do you have yeah, one? probably. I mean, I was living in Boston at the time and I had friends in New York and they were like helping each other with all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just do what needs to be done. And I'm sure Babeland at the time in New York mm-hmm. was like as soon as they could open again, we're probably inundated. Yeah, I like, mean, I we need you. I, oh yeah, they're essential well, think, in a pandemic. <laughs> they should stay open. Sexual health, absolutely. Hey, by the way, shout out to you for not getting knocked up with a Rona baby. Thank you. Because you so could. Much. I know. If that, that happens, I mm. mean, honestly, I'll just be like, look, <laughs> mom. <laughs> You gotta have that baby. I was an adult, and it was a weird time in history. And this is great for us. Like this is great. We have a cute little yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, I did the math. I did the math when we went into lo- uh, listen. That period last week uh, was good. Yeah. Because I did the math and was like, uh, all right, I think I think I'm good. Like for it's been a lot of math. Like all right, how long? When was I exposed to these two different people who had the Rona? Yes. Um, who do I contact to tell that while I was asymptomatic, it's possible I had it? So that was an interesting day. It was very much like a 1990s Beverly Hills 90210 episode where you let people know that you have an STI. <laughs> Except I was like, yo, I might have the Rona. I don't think I did. I was, And everybody was like, dude, I'm fucking fine. Like, everybody was fine. Yeah. Nobody... And it was, we were so far out of the window right. that these people were re- reassuring me. They were like, Sarah, yeah, like, it was a month I would ago. have gotten sick by now. It's fine. And I was like, all right. My, and they, people kept going, don't panic. And I was like, I'm not panicking. I'm trying to be responsible. Yeah. But, but then I was like, oh, Rona baby, let's look at this. And then I had my period, got a huge panic attack and then woke up from my nap and was like, oh. No, this is good. And I felt much better. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I got to say, <laughs> I, I think that, like, I'm finally relaxing into, like, having the dude down the street because, like, I've only known him for, like, three weeks. But, like, last week it hadn't gotten to, the, like, the clearance. And I'm like, what if we both have it and we just weren't showing symptoms? And then we're all, like, we're both going to get super sick. <laughs> and, like, we didn't know. And I'm like, no, we've passed the window. We're fine. Yeah, and, and what a relief to be able to go somewhere not else. just go somewhere else, absolutely, to have fun, yes. to get it in. To meet a new but person. All, <laughs> to meet a new person. And, like, you're really, you know, I just want to say to you that you're really being of service at this time, not just with the dick, but, I mean, with your day job. Yes, Like, both. you're <laughs> really, you deserve to be having fun. Everybody does, of course, responsibly. But, you know, you are spending a lot of time. You've been educating people about this. I've heard you guys interview experts about it for quite a while. Like, you're doing the work you and Gideon a child are doing <laughs> fairing. I'm going to just repeat it to myself until it sticks. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you, you guys are doing really important work and it's not nothing just oh. because you're not on the front lines as a healthcare worker, which obviously is the most important job. Yes. Doesn't mean that you're not really helping people. So it's good. So I'm glad as your friend, as your fan, yeah. as your listener. Oh, oh my gosh. You weird. I, this is like a loving. Like, this is just for us. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode stress. every night and be like, yes, we do love <laughs> each other. <laughs> You'll be like, Sarah really keeps emphasizing that she is the HR prof. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. true. But yeah, well, thank you for being my awesome friend. Thank you for coming on the program. Oh, yeah. And um, hit us with your... Uh, 
your handles again. Because right. I don't even know if you're on TikTok. Oh my gosh, like, right? Jesus. I'm on TikTok, but I'm like, you know, I'm old TikTok. I'm like, I'm too old to be there. All my jokes are like about I love Lucy. <laughs> the, the kids don't you're- like it. But it's <laughs> at Akila, obviously there. <laughs> Same on Twitter, at Akila, obviously. And then on Instagram, it's Akila H. That's A-K-I-L-A-H-H. <laughs> and do you have one... Um, nonprofit that you think people should, I mean, obviously people should be giving cash to those who need it. That is great. That is a great example that was set for me by people like Roxanne Gay and Shea Serrano. And I see Frederick T. Joseph and a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a good amount of people doing it. Yeah. But, but what, with that said, is there a group to which, you know, you think it might be good to donate money or, or somehow time online? Um, Um, I think that, so Crooked Media has a coronavirus fund that is going to like seven different charities. All the details are on the website. It's crooked.com slash coronavirus. The reason I say that, I I love all the charities they've chosen, but also I think they're raising like just a ton of money. And so I think you'll feel like your money is going somewhere and like (laughs) being utilized to the fullest extent because they've already raised, I think, $700,000. So like we're really trying to get people to give and then like give large amounts to all of these charities. And, you know, it'll be, you know, taken gratefully and graciously from these people who are really doing the hard work and uh, just sacrificing so much more than even I feel like I am. And I'm like, Ben, I've sacrificed (laughs) <laughs> like, so, wear yeah. these eyelash extensions. Yeah, like I don't look as pretty as I want to look today. <laughs> My life is <laughs> <Yes>. hard. <laughs> this is, you know, what it's refreshing to know that somebody who's a daily news voice, who I know, of course, at, also as an entertainer, etc., yeah. is like also who like thinks about this stuff and is really a voice online for people to take good care. Is also like fuck my eyelash extensions. Like it's good. It's humanizing. Yeah. It's it's good. We don't have to be uh, noble one hundred percent of the time. I'm noble like five uh, percent of the time. Yeah, the I think that I like, I scratched the surface at like ten, and definitely ten is like the high end for like the coronavirus. <laughs> but in regular life, when things like this weren't happening, man, I was a petty Betty every day. Like <laughs> <it's> petty <laughs> Crocker. Petty. I didn't care. <laughs> out here, like my nails look like trash. <laughs> My nails do look like trash, dude. All right. There's a lot that I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I got to go call that dude. Yeah, call the dude. Let's both um, do our nails today. We're going to do our nails. Um, I guess, like, I mean, I'll call my parents, too. Yeah. But I'm going to call that dude first. <laughs> and that's prioritizing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, thank, thank you so much, my friend. I, I love you, and I and I like you, and I appreciate you. I love you, like you, and appreciate you so much as well. You're doing a really great thing by doing this podcast, and we are all better for it. So thanks again, honey. Thank you. And that was my interview with Akila Hughes. She is ridiculously fun <laughs> as a person, as a person, as opposed to as um, a bear. She's not a fun bear. She's a great fun person, though. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash sarahbenincasa. Thank you so much to those of you who do already. You can uh, support the podcast in other ways. Shop at matrushka.com slash code slash S-A-R-A for 20% off plus free shipping on all items. The code does not 
apply to masks, but they're 10 bucks each. They're made from reusable cotton scraps and they are made by a tiny team of women right here in Los Angeles. And uh, they're great. I paid for using my code or my affiliate link, matrushka.com slash code slash S-A-R-A. So I get a commission on my own purchase. Uh, I I bought three um, for myself and friends here. And then I sent 14 to my family um, back in sunny New Jersey. So matrushka.com slash code slash S-A-R-A. You can also uh, support the podcast by going to Vanessa Manel. VanessaMinnell.com, another small company here in Los Angeles. Use offer code CALM, C-A-L-M, at checkout for 10% off your skincare products. You can get wonderful organic skincare stuff at VanessaMinnell.com with offer code C-A-L-M. And then this is not a way to support the podcast. I don't get a commission. This is just an awesome way to connect with my friend, Melissa Sinova, Melissa, C-Y-N-O-V-A.com. Offer code Polly, P-O-L-L-Y, gets you 20% off tarot readings. And they are super fun and she's really funny and just a fun person to talk to. All right, let's take a deep breath together, shall we? And let it out. Mm-mm-mm. One more time. Deep breath in. And out. And now I'm going to read you something that I pulled up on my phone that I think I forgot about. Here we go. It's a little quote from May Sarton, who is a lovely poet who lived from 1912 to 1995. And she was great. She wrote a lot about being alone and being quiet. She reminds me of the late, great Mary Oliver a little bit, actually. And this quote uh, came through my church newsletter. I, 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 we subscribe to the church newsletter of All Souls Unitarian Church in New York City. And um, have I been there? No. Have I been past it? Yes, it's beautiful. I'm very glad to get this church newsletter with this daily meditation. So check out All Souls Unitarian Church in New York City if, when we can gather again. But also you can Google them and sign up for the newsletter online. Anyway. Help us to be the always hopeful gardeners of the spirit who know that without darkness, nothing comes to birth as without light, nothing flowers. Let's hear that again, shall we? Help us to be the always hopeful gardeners of the spirit who know that without darkness, nothing comes to birth as without light, nothing flowers. Can I say gardeners? Apparently not. It's good stuff anyway. So, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Wherever you're at right now. (sighs) Take good care of yourself. Let's do one more deep breath. (sighs) I'll talk to you soon. Take good care.